everybody. Welcome to Risky Business. My name is Kathy Kaler. And I'm Bliss Landon. And we have a great show for you guys today. Yes, we do. We Can really you believe do. it's been a week already? Again? No, I feel like no. it's been like five weeks. <laughs> it, I know. So much is going on. Time flies. I it know. really does. I know. I know. I know. You're a little under with the weather. I How was, are you feeling? I'm feeling great. My, my voice is a little... You know, hey, more you're kind little, of coming into the sexy zone. I know, with I, me. I'm a little more sexy than I choose to be, but I'll roll with it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm um, usually not this sexy, but I'll, I'll go with it. You know, we'll let everyone else be the judge of that. <laughs> um, but anyway, other than that, good things are good. Yeah, things are great. Yeah, we've just been busy, 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 busy. I was trying to even remember we went to an estate sale last weekend. We did, and I can't. Even, we went to a few. We did, right? We I think drove. we went to like. Four. We did. We hit. We hit a bunch. Yeah. 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 And good stuff. Really good stuff. I got a great rug. A really great rug. We had to wait for it. We did. (laughs) It's so interesting because you know we've talked about this, but we haven't really talked about the actual uh, process of how some of these work, and that was a new experience. Yeah. Okay. Everybody out. And we're going to discount another 25%. We're, we're like, okay. I said, can I just get the discount now? Because I got to like, go. No. I, got, I have another sale to go to. I'm like, nope. <laughs> so we had to go, go outside, wait, go, go back, back in, in, get the, get the-, the 25% <laughs> discount, and then be on our That's way. great. Yeah. Yeah. But what I also purchased, you got the rug. I got the Mercedes Benz of ironing boards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've already used it. I used it. I was on it this morning. So something I learned about Kathy on the way to our to wow. our sale was she said, you probably don't know this about me, but I love to iron. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that is weird because <laughs> and and what's even stranger about it is that I can't iron anything. If it has a big crease down the middle, I'll iron it, I'll spray it, I'll iron it. <laughs> I'll pull it up off you the board, and there's the crease right down the middle again. So I I've, I gave up on ironing a long time ago. It could be the board. This is what I'm figuring oh. out. This is this is just amazing. And guess what? $5. Yeah. And you got it. It has a rack. Oh, it has on both sides. It's wide. You could it's do a whole. Cool. And I did all my linens. Oh, fabulous. Okay. We could talk for hours. Anyway, <laughs> we have got to get to our guest. We're yes. very, very excited to have this gentleman joining us today. Um, I know you guys have have uh, had uh, a, a relationship and friendship business um, for a while. I'm excited to learn so much about our guest, but let's not wait any longer. I'd love to introduce David Smith. He is the Chief Technology Officer at the Tustin School District. David, welcome. Hi, David. Happy hi. I'm, uh, thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving this already. I'm loving you guys' rapport back and forth. Um, I just bought a new seatbelt. I'm pulling it on and I'm ready for action. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, that's great. That's so great. Well, welcome. And uh, there's so much that we're going to cover, obviously, with your position in what you're doing. Uh, we have been talking about that as we started Risky Business. Um, and you, your title, Chief Technology Officer, keeps coming up. And I didn't even know that 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 position existed. And clearly, this is something now 
districts everywhere uh, have you and probably have many uh, to deal with this um, new life that we have of kids uh, using technology. So share share a little bit how how you got started and and uh, what your what your connection is with Tustin and and uh, you've got a very busy office. It looks incredible. <laughs> um, let, me, let me just say this your your first show um you talked about um bless you 30 years in the industry and yes. kathy you're 30 years in the in- industry and i got excited because that's my number which means i'm talking to grown folks which is really nice right? <laughs> we all got started when we were 10 right yes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. that's right say a little different for that for me but i'll just speak for myself but I've been in IT all of my life. Uh, and for me, it started in 77 with a field trip to IBM. And I fell in love with technology. Um, I spent the first 20 years of my career in the private sector, um, just enjoying life, working for a number of large companies, uh, building their infrastructure departments, everything from front end to back end, user support, database design, application support and design and everything. Um, I worked for some video game companies coming up, which made me the king on the block as far as my kids are concerned. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> All the video games. I don't have to go to school. I'll just go to work with dad and work on a, you know, 120 inch projector and play a game all day. You know, oh, things wow, like wow. Um, culture change. I decided to move into education during a time where um, education was, you know, just starting to branch digital. But we were, at the time, IT directors. We ran infrastructure departments within an educational environment. We were the apple in a box of oranges. Or, it's probably the wrong way, a, a banana in a, in a box of oranges, and somebody was looking for an apple. Oh, <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> um, and as time moved on, the title and the responsibility changed. No longer am I the person to lead a team who's just responsible for how do we connect A to B in the most efficient manner, but more so, how do we incorporate ourselves into an educational process? And so we became chief technology officers. So today, our position is really about an integration of infrastructure and um, and classroom information, pedagogy, not so much what to use, but how to use it and how it's used between um, or for our major stakeholders. You consider in a school district this size, um, 24,000 students, 2,000 employees, that makes over wow. 90% of your uh, stakeholders under the age of 18. Wow. But yeah. It's a yeah. different perspective. Definitely. And, um, and my, my team and I, I really I inherited an amazing, an amazing team. But uh, what we've been able to do, to do within this district, even in the last four years, is just amazing and phenomenal. Um, and, and Bliss, your team has been a huge part of that. So oh, thank we, you, David. We really yeah. appreciate being in partnership with you. We um so we've been partners with you know Tustin and providing the insurance for uh, their district. And initially, I think we dealt with Garrett, correct? Mm-hmm. And then David came onto the scene about a year later. I think it, it was, and we were an yep. option. And David, you know, really took our partnership to the next level, and it's just been phenomenal. And um, they really they were really our kind of poster child for this product because it was a very new product for us in our space. And we were both, you know, kind of learning. I would say we learned a lot from Tustin to do things the right way. And they they just have a, a stellar program and they they definitely do things the right way. So what I'd like to get into, David, is um, you know, what 
what can we, you know, or how can we educate parents and other tech staff out there on what the best practices are for participation in this program? Because uh, the parents are you know, relied upon to purchase the insurance, correct? Mm-hmm. And so, yes. you know, you you can you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, right? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you guys have done a phenomenal job in really getting the word out there and you know figuring out what the best practices are to educate your parents and then to get them to actually purchase the insurance, which provides protection on the devices. So can you go through some of those best practices with us? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for that opportunity. The first thing that, you know, we realize here in Tustin is that we are all engaged and invested in the uh, success of our students. So I have two children in this district as well. And for anyone to tell me I'm as vested as you, I'll say, well, no, you're not. I, I'm vested, but <laughs> interested or uh, uh, engaged in the uh, the outcomes that we're uh, trying to achieve. Yes, we can all have a higher level of involvement with that. So right. any parent I speak to, I need them to understand that my interest is your interest, making sure your child is successful through this entire process. What you often see in this digital era is, you know, and I'll just back, back date myself. If you guys want to jump on this bandwagon. <laughs> okay. Free. Oh, I will. <laughs> there may have been a textbook or two. There may have been, you know, no one was charging me for a pen and paper and things like that. But at the end of my high school career, I just saw some receipts lately. I think I had to pay like $42 for a list of like 12 items that the library would never return. It's always the library, right? They always bill you at the end. <laughs> Nowadays, that list is a little different, right? So I have two two children in this district. They both have thousand dollar devices, wow. right? And mm-hmm. and and this is something they carry back and forth with them. It's in their backpack. They get home, they sling the backpack across the floor. Oh yeah, and sliding and, and so like, forth. Ah. Yeah, and so but we know that's a reality. We mm-hmm. also know that the kids aren't paying for them. Right. Right. And at the onset, neither are the parents. And when I say that they're not paying for them at all, it's, it's something we give. We provide it for instruction. So therefore, there's no charge to the families. But we do want to create an investment opportunity mindset. If you have a pride of ownership on anything, you tend to take care of it a little better. Absolutely. Right. So the first thing we try to do um, in maximizing our investment is securing a device that's worthy of caring and worthy of investing in, mm-hmm. right? So all the devices that we have in Testing Unified are what I would call high-end devices. They're iPads and high-end iPads. They're computers and high-end computers. And we're not just looking for the cheapest option, but the option is actually going to allow our students in Testing Unified to go to the next level. And Testing Unified, are the biggest thing we can possibly do is get out of the way and allow our students to grow. And we allow them to do that through the technology. So it's not this, it's looking through it, right? So I'm looking directly at you on a screen because there are images around me that are capturing what I'm doing. It allows me to see you and you to see me. And we want that to be the reality for our students. So they carry those types of devices. And then what we remind the parents on is, hey, you don't have an investment in this. You don't have to invest in this. But this is something that we are entrusting to you and your family to take care of and so forth. And we um, offer uh, an insurance policy, right? So that in the event the unfortunate happens, you are covered. And this is not something that uh, becomes a burden to your family, right? 
Now, you and I both know that's a hard pill, right? Because if I'm going to charge you even $20 for something and all you have is five, I've set you up to fail, right? right? Mm -hmm. So we offer creative options. We offer creative opportunities to make sure people understand the need for insurance. And if the unfortunate does happen, I have to remind people, as we said in the beginning, we are not here. We're here for the same reason, the success of your child, which means you can't, I don't need you to look at me as a collection agent. I'm not here to chase you down. I'm not here to hold you back with a fine. I'm not here to stop anything uh, that's different from the plan. What I do need to say is, yeah, here's another opportunity for the speech you already heard me say and how we can do it and how we can make it happen together. So it's really a partnership mentality of them understanding, as one of your previous guests said, the difference between a warranty, which we invest in to make sure we're protecting the devices, and that unfortunate mishap of the best of us. Yeah. Right. No matter how responsible you are, no matter how well you take care of your things, there will be a day you get in a fender bender. There will be a day where you just missed your pocket. There will be a day where something you're carrying, something that you might put your purse down and it may fall over and the contents fall out and something breaks. And so we advise people of if the unfortunate happens, we want to work with you as others like uh, you pick school device coverage has worked with us to make sure our devices are covered. David, you Excellent. said two things that I really, I, I love and I hope really can um, get across to people. You said pride of ownership and then insurance. And we're looking at kids who are in elementary school and junior high, but the word insurance really doesn't even fall into someone's ears as a teenager even when they get their driver's license, they're so concerned about the driver's license. And, and, and quite frankly, some of these kids don't even want driver's license now. You know, it's even later. So the word insurance, it, it is just, it is, it is unknown. And then what it does is even unknown. But when you tie those two things together, pride of ownership and mm -hmm. teach kids how important it is to, even if they're not paying for it, you know, what that means to, to own something and take care of it and have responsibility um, mm -hmm. to get that education is extraordinary. Right. Thank you for that. And, and to that end, you know, we have to recognize that part of that pride of ownership involves personalization, right? If we're going to involve personalization, let's talk about casing. You had another guest on that talked about casing. Mm, yeah, so casing, yeah. We spent a lot of time securing not only the right device, but the right case. And things along those lines um, added to that factor, because if I can let allow you to have a device that will still have a, a return on investment for us, it'll have a resale value at some point, allowing you to customize it to a degree where um, we call it the sexy factor. Like you guys mentioned that word before. So I'll, we call it the sexy <laughs> our, our students see that device as something they want to carry then they're going to take care of it. And I tell you, as I sit here in my courtyard, right outside my window is a courtyard and I see students and they have their devices and they're out and they're fanning them around and showing them to their friends and so forth. Or I go to the marketplace and they're around. It just, it just warms my heart because they, no one wants to carry their textbook, right? right? But right. they don't think of the device as their textbook. Mm -hmm. And now, especially since, because again, of our relationship, we don't have to collect the devices. Right. I'm giving you advice in fifth grade and saying, hey, I'm going to need you to take care of this until you're in eighth grade. 90% are just doing that. And when, wow, when right. something does happen, we're able to get that device out, get it repaired, get that get that person made whole, 
and they continue in that pace, that place without being punitive, without them feeling like, oh, wow, now I have to carry the less standard device. You know, we want everyone to have that same happy standard. So that's my next question. How do you decide what device to pick Mm. for your students? I mean, I know that's a loaded question, (laughs) but, you know, just go through, you know, some of the things that you look for or, or the criteria for a device for your students. So I'll, I'll answer it really quickly and then I'll explain it. Okay. I don't. Right. That was quick. That is not my decision. <laughs> it's not my device. It's theirs. Right. Okay. Now, I series of guidelines. These are the, this is the minimum that we have. And what I did, because again, I believe in testing. I believe in what we do here. When I came here, I took ownership of the testing principles. The, 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 I brought my children from where we were to where we are. And I said, we're going to do this. And when it came time to look for new devices, I contacted every vendor out there that I knew and some I didn't know and says, hey, um, did you know that Testing Unified has a bond? And that bond is coming up and I'm about to spend millions of dollars on you. Give me what you have. And literally, when I did that, you know, 14, 15 different manufacturers all gave us their best, right? And we went through what's called an internal filter, right? And we looked at all of the, what we call the abilities, the accessibility, the usability, the repairability, the durability. Um, and we looked at all of those things. And we looked at, does it fit our design for Wi-Fi, for, um, for processor uh, uh, speed and, and, and hard drive size and how much RAM? And we, sub- we took it down from 40 devices to 13 okay. to go through that original filter. Those 13 devices narrowed to five. And then I contacted each vendor and just reminded them, hey, potentially I could be spending this right now. I need 40. Mm-hmm. And we did a very deep and detailed pilot with wow. a series of devices and our students on a rotation group. And we let them pick. How long did that pilot take? Um, I would say 12 weeks. Weeks okay, that's a a really good idea. uh, Rotation every two to three weeks, um, and it was a lot, it's a lot of data points, a lot of, and uh, of course, teachers were involved as well. And, um, and you know, one rose to the top swimmingly. I mean, it wasn't even close, right? And so, uh, one that was second place was the shocker for it all. We were like, wow, we didn't even know you guys would be that high up, but they were. And so when that device came through, right, when we first showed it to them, we had our naysayers out there that are, you're showing us this, but you'll never give us that device. And that device is in their hands today. Wow. Wow. Really? Again, my my mentality has never been an education mindset of, well, this is all we have. So let's see what we can buy. Right. I I don't look at it that way. I I go to when I go to a restaurant, I need to read the menu left to right. Let's see what I want. Yeah. We'll figure out how to pay for it, right? And so I gave the students an option like list, what they want, and um, and they picked, you know, hands down because we have to have a standard. You know, we have a BYOD program as well, but you have to have a standard. So pick your device. Once they did, then we secured the funding and we made it happen. And so we were one of the first school districts in Southern California, um, if not elsewhere, uh, to engage uh, with those devices at that level. Um, so much so they invented a warranty for this. So, <laughs> wow. you can't, you can, I think you can buy it now, but you can't buy that. We couldn't buy that warranty then. Oh, so, that's so funny. Um, wow. And then that ties into, again, our relationship. And, and before I go too far, I, you know, Garrett was my right hand man and he's still in the district. He's in a different capacity. Uh, but, you know, he was so instrumental. But Jesse and, and uh, Michelle, awesome, you know, huh? 
Yeah. I, I wish COVID hadn't hit because we were all starting to make plans to hang out and, and all of that. I know. I know. We'll I know. Will. We will again. We will again. Yeah. You have an amazing team. And they oh, just, thank you. We all came from the same mindset of how do we make this program successful, not for testing. And not for school-wise coverage, but for our students. Right, and right. They, Has, like, have there been any um, hurdles or obstacles that you've had to overcome since implementing a one-to-one program? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, definitely from the, uh, as I spoke with the, about the parents, you know, mm-hmm. some parents are like, I don't want this device. I, I want pen and paper, you know. And so there's a, there's oh. a struggle mm-hmm. to get to that next point. Um, a lot of times we hold our own tech reservations over our children. When, you know, present company not included, most children will run circles around us, right? Because this is the era they grew up in and so forth and so on. Every once in a while, I'll play a modem sound at home just to rack my kids' brains. Cause they have no <laughs> That's great. I love it. Um, so awesome. You know, the other part of it is, uh, and this is where you come into, to, to, um, into the picture as a partner, is that you, if you're going to start a project, you should at least have the means to finish it. Right. And a lot of school districts, I'm not throwing shade or anything like that, but a lot of school districts started down the path of one to one and then realized down the line that, oh, we ran into some problems. We have to cut it. We have to change it. We have to do this, that, and the other. Mm. Now, I didn't invent this program, but Tustin spent a lot of time vetting. They measured and remeasured and measured again and then bought a new tape measure and said, let's measure it this way and that way and that way. Mm. So by the time we whipped out the saw and started cutting, we cut an ideal program. Right. That not only involved the device, but involved the teachers and involved the, the administration and involved the community and involved the board. And we were all on board with one goal um, of expanding educational opportunities for our children. And uh, we were able to do that. Our Test and Connect initiative has been running, you know, super strong. It's 2012. We're almost in our uh, ninth, tenth year on that. And, you know, and there's no slowing down. It's, it's just it's an amazing program. And the device is just a piece of it. But what we've also been able to do is uh, through our um, through our testing connect initiative, we were one to one fifth grade and up three to one uh, in K through four. But with one to one with our uh, lovely community, PTA, PTO, with federal dollars and so forth, we were able to expand that program. So now we're TK to 12 one to one. Right. So every student has their own device that they take back and forth with them and so forth. Now we go back to the pride of ownership. Right. Right, This is my device. Right. I get to use it. I get to abuse it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's a it's a different mentality when you feel like it's yours. And so it works. I'm I'm so happy that we have that program. That's a great strategy for the kids, you know, to really teach them that. Where do you see things going, you know, with one-to-one? Where do you, you know, where do you see education going? Do you think we'll ever go back to 100% normal again? Or do you see, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, we, we, we did an article. We haven't released that, that uh, podcast yet, but we, we, you know, talked about an article where um, they see education, you know, really changing because of all this. Um, Mm -hmm. technology has kind of been forced down our throats a little bit with the pandemic. We all had to pivot to 100% technology, right? So now we're, now we're transitioning back. How do you see things changing? What what does next year look like? Do you think to you just, you know, 100% technology is such a, it's a strange term for us. Um, this is why I get to brag on testing a little bit. 
um, March 12th to 2020, I believe it was a Thursday, um, we decided that, you know, like, like other school districts or the, the, the government decided, decided for us that, you know, we're going to shut down the schools or we started having the option. Um, that was the day our spring break started. So we had the next week to really rally and get things together. Mm. Right. And school started back for us. We missed the first day of instruction that Monday after spring break and our students were back on that Tuesday. So we missed one day of instruction. Your average school district missed anywhere from three weeks to three months, right? Just trying to figure out and get it going. That's because we already saw technology as a vital tool in increasing our learning, right? So when you, when everyone goes away at the same time and says, how do we figure this? You have one shot to get immediately what you need because everyone's going after something. After that, you're getting in line. All we needed was more devices. We already had the infrastructure. We already had the work from home mentality. We already had the, the processes in place and, and we implemented them. Were they a hundred percent successful? Not a hundred percent, but our students were able to continue engaging and learning. And during that time, we also built up additional processes. So when we came back in a full hybrid environment come August and, uh, and since then we've again established extreme success in learning. To the point where this week, this past Monday, we extend we extended it. So whereas our hybrid students were two days a week, now they're four days a week. Oh, that's great! Right? Wow. So now those students are all around. So people look at me and say, "Hey, when are your kids going back?" And I kind of look at them and say, "Actually, they never left." Yeah. Right. And so they kept learning. So what does it look like for us? It looks like a continuation of the process. But what I will tell you is that I run an IT department, and so we have rules, right? And as much as people don't like it. There are rules. A goes to B for a reason. And the only way you're going to get to C is by going through B. And I can't flex on that because, again, we're all protecting our students through this COVID-19 process, through the pandemic, through the flexibility and the pieces that we've had to put in place. I've learned how to arc over B where necessary to get to C and arc under B and C to get to B if necessary and move things around. And we've actually found that it works better in a number of instances. Huh. So when you say getting back to a normal, we absolutely will get back to normal, but that normal will not look like it looked on March 11th. A new normal. Right. It's a new normal for everyone. Yeah. It's a brand new normal. Uh-huh. And I honestly believe it'll be better. Why? Because it'll be more flexible. Uh-huh. It'll be more understanding. It'll definitely be accommodating and it'll be student-centric. Right. Right. It will be a, it will be a very similar environment that where, you know, uh, in education, they call it an IEP, an individualized uh, education plan. Mm-hmm. It's almost an IEP for everyone, mm-hmm. right? And anyone out there in, in, in special education, especially in the legal realm, don't come after me or my department. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that uh, that students are learning at their best ma- mode of learning, right? Which right. just works better for everyone. And I think through our Test and Connect initiative, through the, um, the engaging um, instructional technologies, the, the, the staff and, and so forth and everything that we've implemented, we've just made it an, operative, uh, an optimal learning environment for our student population and they'll succeed. Uh, they'll have greater chances of success for it. Wonderful. Amazing. That's, I mean, that's kind of what we, what we were talking about was how the, the curriculum may be changing to where it's more individualized for every student. 
And, and because they'll have that ability because of technology to individualize the curriculum, which is really exciting, I think, for, for students. I wish I had that, you know, growing up where I could focus more on things that I was really, truly interested in and maybe could make a living on when I graduated high school, you know, yes. and, instead of yes. taking classes that I really will never use again. So maybe, maybe, you know, um, it will customization. Customer, yeah. And, and just foster, you know, what that particular student is interested in. I mean, how great would that be? So and what they're good at and what they're good at <laughs> and what they're interested in and what they really succeed in. So I, I'm, I'm with you. That's exactly what I think is going to happen. And I'm excited for students in the future, you know, with technology and how this is all going to play out uh -huh. um, or just continue to play, I guess. <laughs> so anyway. You know, David, you talked a lot about you were saying, you know, the testing connection, the testing connect, you initiative. know, initiative. Mm -hmm. The word that comes to me with that is that it defines commitment. Okay. You know, you were, your industry and, and district committed themselves. And that's a true example of what that allowed to happen. You were ready because you committed full on. And I think that's something that, you know, in a lot of things, we hesitate a little bit, you know, we question, we wonder. And, and I think we get more out of things when we fully just dive in, like you said, even like the menu, I'm going to just get what I want and I'll figure it out later. You know, that's a lot too with jobs is, you know, I might not know how to do this now, but I'm going to just do it anyway and figure it out on the way. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to throw out a name and I'm not advertising for him, although it's definitely worthy of advertisement, but in, in testing unified, we start with the why. Right. And it's it's we can talk about the how all day long. We know the how we can talk about the what. Well, we're educators. We, we can do that. But if you can get if you can get people to buy into the why, then they own their piece of it. Right. So everyone from, you know, uh, staff at the school, the lunchtime staff to the principals, to the teachers, to my tech staff, to M&O, everyone is tapped into the why we do what we do. If there was a meter to measure joy, I would say you bring it in on the day when school students come back and it just lifts throughout the district because we get to see the why. We get to see exactly why we do what we do. And it makes everyone that much more engaged in the success in it. You're not creating robots that are just doing step after step, but people have an understanding of this is why I do what I do. And so starting with the why, um, and that name is George Carls. He, he kind of uh, got us uh, uh, on the right path with that. Um, but, you know, starting with the why means everything for us. He, and the, one of the first meetings I had here when my network manager came up, he says, well, David likes us to start with the why. So here's the why of what we're doing. Just warm my heart. And it truly is disseminated, not only through my whole department, but through the district as a whole. I didn't bring this. I'm not saying that, but I embraced it. And uh, with that being a major factor of why we do what we do here, it makes it easy. Oh, that's amazing. Cool. Well, we have definitely called upon Tustin for, you know, references for other districts who are looking to implement a one-to-one -one program or, you know, they're floundering, they're having some issues, some trouble. Uh, and so they're, they're just a, a great resource for anybody out there who has questions or needs help. And I know, David, you guys have been amazing helping other districts um, with, you know, any issues or what have you. But how would they find you? How would somebody get in touch with you if they have questions about what you're doing or or they have a particular issue that they want 
to see if you can solve for them um, because I know you you guys are so great about reaching out to other districts to help them as well. So our website is just testing.k12.ca.us. Um, that will tell you everything you need to know um, about what we do. Um, can you say that again slowly? Testing. www.testing.k12.ca.us. So that's the Testing Unified School District website. Um, all of our departments and, and our staff and our administrative team. Um, I have to mention our superintendent. He's just an amazing man to work with and for, and his vision is uh, reverberates throughout the district and the admin team that supports him. Um, we're all just kind of linked, you know, according to a unified vision. You know, if you if you imagine, you know, laying out on a on a summer breeze, uh, might get the picture that's behind you, Kathy. If you look up and you see the flock of ducks flying, and they're all you know <laughs> flying one single direction. No one sat down and had a meeting beforehand. Right. There was no sharing of Google Maps or anything like that. They just had an inherent sense of where to go following their leader. And so um, we're, we're led in that sense. And again, not in a mindless, robotic manner, but because we all believe in that same type of deal. So um, at Testing Unified, we really support our superintendent. and We're glad to work for him. That's wonderful. Um, wonderful. Anyone wants to reach out to me, my name is David Smith, and I'm the Chief Technology Officer. And me and my team love to show off what we do here. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, I want to, I, they do such an amazing job. You talked about why. I want to know when is your podcast? Because you also have a podcast. I do. I do have a podcast. It has nothing to do with uh, Testing Unified. <laughs> But, um, you know, as part in Testing Unified, I'm an administrator. Um, I'm also a parent. Um, I'm also a community member. I live across the street. And so in everything I do, I'm always interested in what's happening in my community and, and what's going on from a social uh, engagement level. And this has been just an amazing year in this country. And I, and I say amazing because we've seen some incredible things happen. We've also seen some awful things happen. And uh, my best friend and I created a platform. Well, we can talk about that and we can bring in community members and, and, and people who are affected and people who want to make a change and teachers and business owners and politicians. And it becomes just a platform for um, social relief and social change and social justice. Oh, that's so great. completely separate from Testing Unified, but the, the community side of me says, if I can make life better in my house, then I can make life better for the street I live on, the community I live in, Love the it. city we in the state. Absolutely. That's amazing. Well, we would we would love to be a guest on your show. <laughs> Cuz you're fun to talk to. <laughs> I hear he's tough though. He asked some tough questions. So, oh, we're ready. We're tough girls. <laughs> My tagline is is real, raw, and relevant, right? Uh, I love it. I tell everyone who ever comes on the show, hey, if there's anything that was said that makes you uncomfortable, let me know because I'm not interested in you being on my show. I'm interested in you wanting to come back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you realize that this is an opportunity for you to express yourself and to say your true feelings without being attacked, without feeling ashamed, without feeling like, you know, you're being set up for failure or anything like that. And like, you know, like you guys, um, I really just want to expand the knowledge of the possibilities that can happen when you can just sit down and have a conversation. So that's how we got started with um, with school device coverage and, and any number of our preferred partners, right? They're no longer vendors because I can buy insurance from anybody. Anybody, yeah. 
I can buy a device from anywhere. I can go collect all the administrators and say, give me your credit cards. We're going to line up our students. We're going to go to the big box store that's nearby and we're going to shuffle them all in until we all reach our limits. It's not that hard to secure technology, but to get someone to buy into your vision, now they want to be a part of what you're doing. And that's where I think we find success in a lot of ways because I can give you a list of 15 partners that will stop what they're doing and take my call because they want to be a part of what's happening next. Not because we're spending money, but because they get to be a part of something. Exactly. Incredible. Well, we appreciate your partnership so much, David. It's been wonderful to talk to you. And I'm sure we'll be talking to you soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. You guys are doing a great job. Oh, thank you. I did subscribe, so uh, I will be engaging. And, awesome. And <laughs> Our first listener, maybe. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, David. We appreciate it so much. All right. You take care. Have and a good we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Have a good day. Sounds good. All right. All right. Bye-bye. So fun. I know. Isn't That's it great? Amazing. They, they're just the, the kindest people, the best people to work with. Amazing. They've just been incredible. Yeah. So we it, we've been very fortunate to you know, get in touch with them and them, you know, we kind of both learned off each other mm-hmm. and it, it was just, it was amazing to, to come across them and, and just form this partnership and this relationship. And, you know, we, we just played golf with them the other day. So with Garrett. So anyway, it's, it's fun. Good. That's, I think I've said this before that the best part of business is, is meeting incredible people like him and who you get to work with. Exactly. If you would like more information, um, I know he spelled out the website, but it's Tustin, T-U-S-T-I-N dot K-12.ca.us. So that's if you have more questions about how they're doing it with their school district. And uh, he didn't get to say his podcast, but I am, brothersfromthe818.com. Very good, Kathy. I'm glad so you- So great, right? Yes. Um, and always, if you have questions about our show or-, or um, other ideas about what we can cover, uh, reach us at riskybusiness at coveragequeens.com. And we have our website, newly up, newly live. So come (laughs) listen to our previous shows, but it's coveragequeens.com. And we really appreciate you stopping in and hanging out with us today and and visiting with our, our guest, David Smith. And just had a good time. It was great. Right? Yeah. I had a great time and I'm ready for some hot tea now from us. Well, let's go. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks so much. See you again next time. Bye-bye.